Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Welcome, Sky community. Welcome back to another episode of Sky Women Podcast. We are joined today by student Dr. Ashley Steele, who joined us last week as we talked about, what did we talk about last week, Ashley? We talked about all the different period products that are That's out right. there okay. in the period market. Period products, right. <laughs> so I know that we are ready and primed today to talk about feminine hygiene and how do we wash our lady bits? How do we take care of ourselves down there, right? And I think that yep. first we need to start with some anatomy, right? Yeah. So you can also watch our podcast episodes on YouTube and it may be helpful in this scenario when we're talking about our vaginal and vulvar anatomy. So oftentimes when we say, how do we clean our vagina or, you know, I clean my vagina, we're really talking about the vulva, right? We're talking about the outer lips of the vagina. So I've got my vulva puppet here. <laughs> And as I'm holding it up, you know, I want to make sure that we identify our, the outer lips. We have the larger called the labia majora and then the labia minora, and you have the fold in between and then the labia minora extend upward to the clitoral hood. And then you have the very tip of the clitoris that we see here. And so whenever we're going to wash our vulva, the outer lips of the vagina, right? We want to use soap mild soap or just water, one mm -hmm. or the other. You do not need an excessive amount of products or scents or perfumes for your lady bits, right? We want to maintain our vaginal pH so nothing is going to go in the vagina. We are not yeah. washing in the vagina. And we're doing this episode because a patient specifically asked me for this because she was taking a wash rag and solutions and putting them in the vagina. Nothing goes in the vagina. The vagina is a self-cleaning oven. No cleaning products yeah. go in the vagina. <laughs> yeah, that's a great yeah. point. I mean, and I think this is something that a lot of people, you know, when we talk to our friends, everybody knows what a vagina is, but not everybody knows what the vulva is, right? And that's really right. the part that we see on the outside. That's the part that we care about when we're washing. Well, a big way I explain this to like my family and friends who are not in medicine or maybe not right. familiar with these terms is think of your vagina as any other internal organ that you have inside your body, right? You wouldn't just right. all of a sudden go out and buy soap and wash your kidney or wash your liver, right? So but these are all things they are good at keeping themselves clean and your vagina's right. the same way. And right. actually when you use products like douching, which you should never, ever- Say no to douche. douche. Say, Say no, no to douche. douche. There's a reason why that's, you know, a douche is synonymous with awful term you call somebody or a jerk, right? Oh. It's not a great term. <laughs> It's because it's also not good for your vagina. It's the mm. same same concept there. So when you put those type of products in your vagina, you can actually cause more irritation. You have good bacteria that live in your vagina that help Absolutely. fight off infection, help fight off all the bad bacteria, which we've talked about. And anytime you're kind of affecting or changing the normal environment of your vagina, that's it leads to higher risk of getting things like BV or yeast infections and irritation. Yeah, or even, of even 
even some sexually transmitted infections. So the Mm -hmm. vagina has an acidic pH for a reason. It serves a good purpose. It is a protective factor for you. And so whenever we talk about washing our vagina, we're really talking about the vulva, the outer lips, the labia of the vagina. And so whenever you're washing, you really just want to use water or mild unscented soap, and you're going to wash the outer lips and then spread the labia minorum and majora to see that fold and wash there. And so we're just going to make sure that we wash all the folds and that's it. Mm -hmm. Nothing else needs to happen. We don't need to go inside the vagina to do any washing. And I think that the marketing did with the feminine hygiene aisle, Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got this a hundred plus products on this feminine hygiene aisle and they are really good at marketing and they make you think that your vagina is supposed to smell like a flower garden. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the thing is like, I'm not a flower. I am never going to smell like a flower. And it's like, it's as if you baked a tray of cookies and you wanted them to come out smelling like lilies. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. And so that is another point I want to talk about is that actually the feminine hygiene wash industry. So just like we know all know those products like Summer Eve, Honey Pot, things like that. It's a billion dollar industry. And if you watch any of their marketing or advertisement, it's all framed around of like, do you feel unfresh or unclean or unhealthy or all of these things? Right, right. It makes us feel dirty, right? It exactly. makes us feel like th- it's abnormal to have any odor. Well, that's just not true. Exactly. We all have our own unique order- odors. And that's why I think it's an important part to really get to know yourself. This is something we talked about last time when we talked about period products too, is get familiar with yourself down there. I know that that can be daunting at first, but if you don't know what's normal for you, it can make any changes seem really scary, right? When you don't know what's normal or what's changed for you. So getting used to how things look for you, we all, you know, we're all unique individuals. We all have unique looking vulvas. Getting used to what normal is for you is just so important in learning when to go to see the doctor when something is not normal for you. Right, right. And I love that you bring that up. So if there is a strong foul odor, you know, something that is offensive to you and you feel like, ah, is this like something doesn't seem right? That's when you need to go see your healthcare provider. That's when you need to go see your OBGYN. If the smell is pregnant or unpleasant, that's, we're going to get it checked out, right? Or if you have vaginal itching or burning, But for the most part, the vagina is a self-cleaning oven and it likes to maintain an acidic pH. It's going to be a protective factor for you. I do want to make sure that we bring up whenever we wash the vulva, you're going to spread the lips apart and gently cleanse around the folds using a washcloth or your hands and avoid getting water or soap into your vagina. But in addition to washing your vulva, it's also a good idea to wash the anus in the area between the vulva and the anus. And we want to make sure that we wash from front to back, just like we recommend wiping from front to back so that we don't introduce any bacteria from and around the anus to the vagina. Yes. And another clarifying point, if you do like to use like a washcloth or anything down there, you don't have to be aggressive. You don't need to like yes. scrubbing, you know, there's no elbow grease needed down here. Right. <laughs> you got to be points. gentle. <laughs> and then if you are using a washcloth, just be mindful of also like washing that washcloth regularly or changing it out just because if you're not making sure that it, it dries up in between washes, that can cause bacteria to grow in there. You know, we all of our right. homes have different humidity levels. All of our showers are a little different. So just something to keep in mind if you like to use a washcloth to change it out frequently too. 
Right. Okay. What about feminine wash or sprays? Like you go down that supermarket aisle. Yeah. What would you say about those? So honestly, I don't think any of those products are necessary. And I see it as another kind of big business. It's that billion dollar business I was talking about. Right. Agree. I feel like I need to do one of the, the new reels on like five things I would never do as an OB-GYN. One of them would be douche. The other would be buy these feminine hygiene products. (laughs) I think that they prey on people's insecurities regarding bodily odors. And in truth, the products are unnecessary and can be harmful and irritate the vulva and the vagina. Yeah. And you know, they all have these like pleasant the marketing looks great. It's super clean and feminine looking. It has smells like tropical vacation, you know, (laughs) things like that, that you're like, hell yeah, I want to go on a tropical vacation. I want to be, I want to be vacation down there. That sounds like a good time, but it's not needed. It's really not. And then oftentimes we have people who come in and they say things like, you know, it it, it can be itchy down there or it's irritable, or I'm getting like a, a rash or things like that. And that's when it's time to consider like, have I changed any of my like body products, any products that I'm using? Do any of these things have scents? Or dyes? are you wearing a panty liner daily? Now, some people will yeah. do that if they're like, well, I have a lot of discharge. Well, maybe, you know, that's your normal physiologic discharge and we need to change the type of panties, like a cotton absorbent panty or, yeah. you know, even a period panty, but not a panty liner every day because that is not breathing mm-hmm. and that is going to breed some bacteria. Yeah. And honestly, buying the right type of underwear for you is such a huge game changer. So I used to be the type of person I would go out and buy like the laciest, cutest underwear. Of course. And then I started, I started lifting and working out a lot more and doing hot yoga and anybody who's gone to hot yoga in that room, that's like 110 degrees, you know, that those underwear are useless. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Any type of those underwear, if you work out a lot, or even if you live somewhere hot, like right now in Texas, we've been having like, two months straight of 110 every day, right? Yes. It is hot. When you buy the material that your underwear is made of can be not necessarily sweat wicking, but it'll retain that moisture and it's really Mm -hmm. hard to dry. So what I recommend to my friends and family a lot, and anybody who talks to me about this, that when it's these hot summer months, or if you're very active, try to buy breathable underwear, you know, things that are like cotton. Cotton is great. If you can, remembering to like shower off or wash off your vulva after you work out, yes. it's always a great part of your routine. I know it can be super easy to be like, eh, I'm fine. I didn't get that sweaty. Let me just go. But it yeah. only takes a few times of, of doing that to build a bad habit, right? So we want to work on building good habits. Right. Well, and also as you bring that up and thinking about just hot, sweaty everywhere, right? Whenever we're, after we've gone swimming, we need to be changing our wetsuits, right? Instead of hanging out in our wetsuits all day. After going to the gym, we need to be changing out of those wet yoga pants that have gotten soaked, drenched with sweat, because then it just becomes a breeding ground for some bacteria growth and some discomfort. And the next thing you know, we've got itching and burning and could it be just a contact dermatitis? Maybe, but it also could be, you know, a bacterial vaginosis where that pH has gotten out of balance. Yeah. And then just know that everybody has discharge. It is normal. There is a normal amount of discharge. And then there's also, this is why it's so important again, to get to know yourself, right? Because we all have normal amounts that we make. It, It will vary as your cycle goes throughout just because it depends a little bit on like when you're ovulating, when you're in that fertility window, if you're towards the beginning or the end of your period or cycle. And so when you get to like, make sure you look down there, 
get to see what your discharge is typically like. So that way, if something does start to change, you're like, oh, hey, this is not a normal color for me. This is not a usual right. texture for me, you know? Right. I like that you bring that up because you're right. Uh, vaginal discharge typically is clear or white. It's a natural lubricant for the vagina. So it's normal mm-hmm. that your tissues, you know, it's going to keep your, you know, the cervix even, the vagina releases moisture, makes moisture and lubricant to kind of keep things moist and healthy. A clear discharge is typically normal. Sometimes it'll be like sticky, tacky, like egg white, like around ovulation. It may be reddish brown tinted after your menstrual cycle, right? But way if it's gray or green or yellow in color, then it's accompanied by itching and pain or any other unusual symptoms. And that's when you need to make an appointment with your doctor. Yeah. And just a couple of other little, I think, important things to talk about when we talk about feminine hygiene down there, because it's not just about washing, you know, or it's not just about not douching or things like that. It's also remembering to, you know, wipe front to back. I think that's very important. And if that's not necessarily comfortable for you, or that's difficult in any way, you can just use multiple tissues, you know, maybe use a tissue for the front, a different one for the back, and then we're good to go. If you like bidets, I personally, we have a bidet in every restroom in our house. I love it. I think it's great. I know that that's like a big spooky jump for a lot of people, (laughs) (laughs) but I love having one around and I think it's a great way, but um, you can also use like wipes down there if you feel not as clean as you'd like to be. That doesn't mean to say like you don't feel as fresh, but if you notice that like you sweat a lot or that, you know, maybe you're, you're chafing or things like that down there, sometimes just the little extra wipes can help. Yeah. But let's make sure that it's just like a water wipe water versus, wipe. yeah, a scented wipe or, you know, some of these wipes, like I just shudder at the fact we even put them on baby's bottoms because they've just got yeah, too many no. products in them. Like we need to keep it really simple. So just a water wipe is fine. So as you bring that up also, you know, if we're talking about hygiene, then we probably need to talk about also making sure that we empty our bladder after sex, right? So if we've had penetrative sex, we need to make sure that we're going to the restroom and peeing, making sure that any of the germs that may have come in contact with the urinary tract, you know, just kind of get cleared and we clean up after that. Yeah. And that's really important also in helping to prevent urinary tract infections. So like UTIs is yeah. a really common problem and it's, it's okay. It happens to everybody. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong, but a, a good way to help prevent future UTIs or recurrent UTIs is remembering to go pee, you know, after you yeah. have intercourse or after, you, uh, you know, any type of play down there. And then especially during the summer months like this, it's important to stay hydrated. I know everybody, that's like the big thing right now. Everybody is like, please drink water, but it is just so hot. And, you know, we naturally sweat. It's what we do to help keep our bodies cool. But because of that, we're also losing a lot of moisture. If the air outside is dry, make sure you drink lots of good water, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone says, oh, I've been drinking so much water. And then you ask him and it's like, you know, three 12 ounce bottles. That's not going to cut it in this heat. No. <laughs> or if I, I'll ask people like, oh, are you drinking a lot? And they're like, yeah, I, I drink plenty of tea. I drink tea all day or I drink this. And oh. I'm like, no, you got, you got to drink some water. Yeah. And then especially for those of you who are like outside a lot or, you know, working out a lot, make sure you drink some electrolytes too. Just because if you do drink, you know, too much of a good thing, is not great either, right? So we want to keep, although we're saying hydrate well, we don't want you to overhydrate because then that also leads to other problems. So Right, so a good sign is if your urine is clear, Mm -hmm. right, then you're hydrated. 
So I also want to make sure that we talk about vaginal steaming because this is a topic that became really popular when Gwyneth Paltrow praised it back in 2015. And it involves steeping certain herbs in hot water and sitting over that water so that the steam enters your vagina and supposedly it's ease cramps, bloating, and other conditions. But this is not a good idea. There's no scientific evidence that it works and it can be harmful. So say no to steaming, say no to douching, say no to all the feminine scented hygiene products. Keep it simple, save your wallet or something else that brings you great joy. Maybe you need a new vibrator. I don't know, but you don't need new (laughs) vaginal products (laughs) to make your vagina smell like a rose. So we're just going to keep it simple. Water, mild soap, nothing in the vagina for cleaning purposes. Yeah. Any other takeaways? I think that's it. I just really like to reiterate that, you know, get to know yourself. It's okay to get to know yourself down there. You know, some of us are a little bit more curious than others and that's fine, but it's really important, you know, that you know, nobody will ever know your body better than you. Right. And so I think it's just so important that you get like, you know, we all know what our face look like. Most of yep. us do. We, we know yep. what our hands, our feet, all those different things look like. So it's okay to get to know what your breasts, what your vulva, what your, you know, all that area looks like for you. Right. I mean, it's easy for guys because it all hangs out, right? <laughs> yeah. Like they have to get to you. They have to get to know it, right? Because if you don't know right, right. where it's But going. I feel like a lot of times for girls that there is some um, shaming around that, right? And yeah. so even in our girlology class, I always encourage girls to take a handheld mirror and go home and take a look and just know what your normal anatomy is. Because I've had adult women who we've had debates about the fact that, yes, there are three holes that you're going to have your urethra, your vagina, and then the rectum. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you have bleeding or if you have spotting or if you have discharge, like we want to know where it's coming from. And if you haven't looked, we don't know either, right? And so sometimes we can tell on a physical exam, but sometimes it's super helpful if you've already kind of assessed that. So knowing your anatomy is key. Say no to douching, say no to steaming. (laughs) When it comes to cleaning your leads. Yeah, right. Say no to summer ease. It will not give you that summer breeze, I promise. (laughs) Let's just keep it simple and wash your lady parts. Just water or mild soap, wash rag or hand, doesn't matter. Keep it extremely simple. This advice from your (laughs) local OB-GYN, okay? (laughs) Let's keep it simple. I am not out to make any money off of you and um, the marketing schemes. I mean, it's just like, it's it's growing uh, rapidly. So we just need to it's simple. You know, save that money and go get yourself a good facial, you know, <laughs> go get yourself a mani-pedi, go do something fun, go have a good meal. Don't yeah. drop that $20 on, you know, that bottle or whatever, that spray, because you don't need it. You really don't. You don't you know? need it. And next thing you know, you're going to be in the gynecologist's office and you're going to need additional medications <laughs> yeah. to take care of that itch and burning that's going on. <laughs> We'd like to keep it simple. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ashley, for this fun conversation. Until next week, be well. Thank you. You too. All right, Sky community. Thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com, request an appointment, and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board-certified OB-GYN with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, 
I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this, and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website, as mentioned, or on social at Sky Women's Health, or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.